0: Welcome, everybody, to episode two of Cats and Cappuccinos. I am one of your hosts. My name is Kunal. I'm Sammy. And today, we're going to continue a little bit of the discussion from last week and go into some more topics about the world we explore. First things first, how are you, Sammy?
1: I'm pretty good. How about you?
0: I'm stable. That's uh, the way I can put it right now.
1: I have exciting news.
0: Um, I would like to hear this.
1: I attempted to make a pumpkin spice latte.
0: <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Wait. If I can recall, <clears throat> it's not uh, it's not a season, if it's a lifestyle, and you said pumpkin spice every day. So by the law of diminishing returns, pumpkin spice every day and then making a pumpkin spice warm beverage is exciting how?
1: Well, I never made one myself.
0: <laughs> oh, I'm just teasing you. Oh, you know I, I mean,
1: I <laughs> eat pumpkin spice. I put it on toast and stuff or oatmeal. Like, There's other okay. ways to enjoy pumpkin without it being a latte. But I decided to attempt to make a vegan pumpkin spice latte.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It definitely needs some work. It wasn't bad. Um, I definitely have to work on my own little recipe, but overall i guess it was alright are, are
0: you oh.
1: eating pumpkin all week because now i just have <laughs> pumpkin left over can't
0: waste it can't waste it are you are you keeping records of what you do differently or are you just eyeballing it
1: i guess eyeballing it is a nice way to say it
0: it's a it's a very delicate way of saying it yes
1: I just figured I'll just keep doing it till something seems to work or not, <laughs> or till I feel inspired again.
0: Who knows? Right on, right on, right on, right on. Um, one of the one of things you said is the the pumpkin spice over oatmeal. I have only had an oatmeal I've liked once, and of all places, it was in Vegas. It was at the uh, Tropicana Hotel. This is back in. 2011 and I was in for the I, 10th
1: grade or 11th grade
0: I was on like tour so there's that age gap for those at home <laughs> <clears throat> well back in my day when the dinosaurs still roamed the earth you know you had to prepare things without instant mixes so oh God. Um, I know right and it, it's it was laborious we, we don't know how we survived
1: clearly
0: so, <clears throat> we were at the uh, the Tropicana and they were just opening up their club Nikki and uh, as an Nikki they had a pretty serious kitchen there a pretty i don't average looking restaurant but the kitchen was legit so i went there for breakfast and they had like the self service thing for everything. But I'm like, no, no way, I'm not doing a self service thing. You know, I'm I I don't trust anyone. Too bougie for <laughs> that? You know, well, more like you know, it's it's a high traffic area. A lot of touristy kind of things going on. So you see people at a self service line, you just you you know, you kind of wanna not be there. You know, people like sneezing on the food or like like wiping their noses and stuff, and then using like the spoons. I cater buffets. I know. Oh my god. What's that like?
1: I mean, it's pretty simple. You replace the
0: food. You're there. I don't know. Oh no, I'm like, I, I, I like emotionally, like you know, with sometimes you have to separate yourself from from the role and the operation.
1: Oh, I always emotionally check out. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I wonder if that's the majority of people I don't know when when I've had to do certain jobs like at some places I've been security at some places I've been a door person at some places I've had to like what I do now I currently have a role where I have a very active part in the engagement for a lot of our clientele uh, a lot of times I'm i have to remind myself it's just a gig it's just a gig don't get attached and I kind of struggle with that because there are times where I just kind of wonder how do these people live a certain way like how do you survive your morning shower like wh- what happened what got you to this point in your life and and it's time for me to digress so
1: <laughs> I mentally check out before I even clock in
0: really is is that like an active thing or are you just on cruise control with that
1: i don't know i guess it's just cruise control i feel like it's just so much easier to do that like if you just get in your own head space and you just do work and not like obviously it's not all like i'm not saying i'm not all there i have moments where i'm like i hate this or what are those people suck or whatever <laughs> but then like i'm like well why do i care i'm never seeing them again
0: unless they become regulars
1: yeah, and then you turn it into a game. Oh.
0: What? Okay, explain that one.
1: Well, you just like make up lives about them so it makes you <laughs> feel better.
0: <laughs> okay. I. I was thinking something far more sinister, but okay. <laughs>
1: That I might know, be, like, that might be in about, episode three. Yeah, you just think <laughs> about like why they hate themselves or something. Or like, I guess I would too if I was married to him. Like, that <laughs> wow. sucks.
0: Like, what certain steps have gone wrongly in your in your life that have brought you to this point, And why are you taking it out on me and everyone else here?
1: Well, it's actually kind of sad when you think about it that they feel the need to protect their misery like that. And I just take it in like, well, at least I'm not them. And then like, I, it's, it's a lot harder that set, like it's sure. easier said than done, but whatever. Anyways, back to your oatmeal story.
0: It, it's so lackluster. This has nothing, there's, there's nothing good about the story. Um, I had just asked one of the, well, one of the employees there, if there was anything that is not like a self-serve and uh, my man says, yeah, we have like fresh oatmeal. You can try that. So you know, I've never liked oatmeal. He says you like this one, and no joke, uh, it was phenomenal. Because I'm I've always been used to like instant oatmeal or like those little microwave packets that look like a Swiss Miss container or something, and it's always been just you know like hot garbage to me. So this stuff was fantastic, and of all the things. I was always told, yeah, you got to put cinnamon on your oatmeal to make it taste like not oatmeal. Yeah,
1: I put Um, cinnamon on my oatmeal. Like, I make pretty good oatmeal, I think. I season it with, like, cinnamon. Sometimes I have pumpkin or cloves or you could add berries. You could, like, essentially you could add whatever you want.
0: Yeah, there was a bunch of fresh fruit and everything. And I really liked it. I was like, wow, this is fantastic. It was very hearty. I, I didn't really know if I had enough, like... Room, I guess you could say, to eat another bowl, but I but I went back. I was like, "Hey, that was fantastic!" Can I have another? He's like, "Oh yeah, sure." And then I put something on it for you, which that made me immediately scared and skeptical. But of course, this guy puts on what I think was pumpkin spice or something. I think like pumpkin or festive gourd esque, uh, and it was amazing. So I can't even. I can't even front if you were excited about making a pumpkin spice beverage today. I kind of now I'm jealous. That's all I'm saying.
1: Well, I made it like last week, but yeah, it was pretty easy <laughs> like I think. I like I said I have to work on the recipe, but I don't I don't know one day, one day at a time.
0: One day when I open up my coffee shop, uh, I'll have to feature your recipes.
1: Yeah, like I said, we'll have to work on this one, but right. we could have pumpkin spice oatmeal.
0: Oh, that's brilliant. Yeah, hooray revenue. Okay. <laughs> um, so one of the things we were talking about uh, last week as far as seasonal topics um, kind of triggered a question between you and I earlier in the week about talking about the traditions or the memories that we have of october of being a kid and knowing it's about time to you know just knock on everyone's door and get rewarded for it so
1: i also think it's like magical when you see like the leaves change and sure. everything's just so beautiful and then it's like nice and chilly it's like that perfect like crisp weather and you could just feel like I don't know there's just something beautiful about the way it all feels even though technically the earth is dying so it's just I think it just goes (laughs) into the whole there's beauty and death that's
0: pretty awesome Um, is it really like the earth dying or is it just the time for the leaves
1: you think about it we're getting ready for winter and if you think of the seasons you could think of them into like a life cycle like you have spring which is like youth summer which is like almost like i guess like your maiden years or i don't know the male version of that but the young mm-hmm. like you know like a young adult and sure. then you're coming into fall which i guess would be like you're older and winter yeah. is like your last is the last play, yeah you know
0: Yeah, I, I've heard that uh, a few times. Um, no, but you know talking about like the the whole like uh, autumn foliage and whatnot. Um, see, because I've always grown up in like a very science like like centric household.. Lucky. With,
1: you
0: know, well, you know, I do feel a little bit lucky when it comes to my folks. I feel like I did hit the parent jackpot, so I will be, you know, I will agree. <laughs> but for us, it was always like, you know, it was always like my father always been like, well, the chlorophyll breaks down and the green color uh, is not visible anymore because now it's gonna be orange colors and stuff. And <clears throat> everything was so matter of fact, um, <clears throat> instead of like, like instead of orange juice, we had folate. You know, because folic acid and whatnot. Oh, that's <laughs> you know? so weird. Like instead of iron, it was ferrous, you know? <laughs> so, um, I mean, that might explain some of the particularities to me. And sometimes I'll say things people kind of look twice at. Like, what did you just say? Like, yeah, don't worry about it, man. You know?
1: I don't know. <clears throat> how. Like October coming <clears throat> up also meant getting to watch Halloween Town and like Hocus Pocus and all those movies with my mom, which was always like a great time.
0: Okay, so Hocus Pocus, um, I have not seen it. Everyone keeps telling me Blasphemy. it's just, I, I know. I am a terrible person. Did you not know this?
1: Yeah, but I didn't know you didn't see Hocus Pocus. I wouldn't have agreed to this, but it's okay. Uh, I found uh, out. I I'm like, working has, on it. <laughs> I found out there's people who haven't even seen Scooby-Doo and the Witch's Ghost. Which I feel like is a tragedy, and everyone should just see that movie, along with Hocus Pocus and Halloween Town. Granted, I'm biased. This is my childhood, but whatever.
0: See, I'm really, really bad with movies. (coughs) Excuse me. I'm really bad with movies. Where if I'm even watching a movie, that's monumental. And if I am even, if I even stay awake during a movie, then you might as well go put a lotto that day. Because for me, if I'm sitting down and if like my body is doing nothing, uh, I will go to sleep. And that comes from decades of ignoring my body, of just constantly running around all over, you know, work the day gig, then work the night gig, then play the after gig, and then after the after gig, be out, you know, hang, you know, uh, unwind with the crew. And then the sun comes up. Oh God, we gotta get to work soon. Repeat cycle. So while you you're know.
1: doing that, I was watching the Gremlins. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, see, I'd be a problem in the Gremlins universe because didn't they have that like art, like that made-up whole um, don't feed them after midnight or something.
1: Well, yeah, you can't feed them after midnight. So the question always... you can't get them wet, either.
0: ...get right, you know, so they have to smell the whole time. And no bright light. You can't lights. shower them. No bright lights?
1: No bright, lights. Seriously? bright light. Seriously? Bright light, No bright lights. Yeah, it burns them.
0: Obviously, I haven't seen this movie. They don't smell.
1: Like, I feel like Gizmo's... He looked pretty clean. I don't know about the other ones, but Gizmo I mean, seemed to keep it clean. Okay, okay. And also, okay. if you think I'll, about it, you can't get chinchillas wet, and they're... Their fur has, like, a weird way of cleaning themselves. hmm I mean, you can get them wet. You'll just end up with a million of them.
0: Oh, is... See, again, I haven't seen the movie. I don't know much of the lore. Um, I know. I'm a terrible person, so... Well,
1: I'm still trying to find a Magwai. Every time I go down... When I would go to Chinatown, I would always keep an eye open.
0: The Warner Brothers store, which I think was then the Disney store, that was in a whole bunch of malls. Every one of them had a Gremlin in the store, just like. I want you know, a real one. As I, we have cats, <laughs> you know, they're furry, you know, <laughs> but that. Everyone that's needs a idea.
1: Mogwai. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, um, let's go over the theoretical benefits of having a Mogwai. Um, do they talk?
1: Gizmo has his way of communicating.
0: Okay, cool. Um, and he reads are, are, the paper. Oh, okay. So, alright. So, they're capable of, of some pretty advanced stuff then. Uh, can they do tasks?
1: I don't know, dude. I just feel like he's really cute.
0: I'm just saying, if, you're, if I'm going to have a familiar, you know...
1: I'm not talking and, about familiars. Uh, I'm talking about just having a little Mogwai dude to chill out and watch TV with.
0: Yeah, but I'd still fall asleep if I'm just sitting around and watching TV. Yeah, but you fall or... asleep
1: with a Mogwai.
0: I have a duo.
1: <laughs> duo can have a friend.
0: I am his friend.
1: He can have another friend.
0: Right. Okay. While
1: you're running around on tour, Duo can have a friend.
0: Okay, but like I still would like to know if they could do tasks and stuff, because if I could have like a Mogwai, you know... You need a a personal
1: assistant, not a Mogwai.
0: (laughs) I don't disagree. (laughs) Although lately the the necessity for like an extra pair of hands has not been around. You know, just haven't needed it, because... You know, aside from going to my awful job, which I absolutely loathe, um, I've just been sitting around at home writing tunes, and... Oh! I'm working on a new album, by the way.
1: Yes! Uh, yeah, tell yay. us about that.
0: Okay. <clears throat> well, they the album writing process kind of like started last year I was just doing a thing called songtober and that's a response that I had to inktober for anybody listening who doesn't know inktober is uh, an, an artist kind of a visual artist led um, idea where you try to draw something Every day in August. Yeah, there's know.
1: also Jorla... Jor, I'm not going to pronounce this right. Um, Jorla Ween. Mab. Jorla Ween, yeah. Yeah, Mab Graves, like, hosts it. She's a phenomenal artist. I actually have her artwork tattooed on my back. Um, I love her. And every year, I always... am like, I'm going to do it. And I always start it. And then I never finish it. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, back to your... I wanted no, to... Throw a, that one out too for artists no, out there cool. listening. There's if you're not interested in the prompts for October, there is Mab Graves and I would highly recommend checking her out out and like sure. her page has so much beautiful artwork. Anyways, back to your album.
0: I think I lost you with the audio for a second. You there? Yes.
1: Go back to All right, your... cool.
0: Sorry. No, you're I good. You're... I think
1: Songtober is like an amazing like response to that
0: yeah I, I I've done it a couple times, and the first time it was not very difficult because I didn't have too much going on. The um, my day gig at the time didn't start till like like three, four p m. So I essentially had the entire morning where I would write uh, a song every day. and For me, because I am what the kids call extra in every way, instead of just writing a tune. (laughs) We're going to visit that in a second. (laughs) Because I I really need to know all that. Uh, I've been hearing new terms and stuff like T and ship and extra. And if extra is not really a new term, that just shows None of these are new terms. You know what? (laughs) To me, they are. Okay, you're talking to a person that hasn't seen Hocus Pocus, nor the gremlins, or, or, or the Scooby-Doo and the witches, anything. Ghost. Ghost. I knew that. Um, although that original Scooby-Doo theme song is tight. It is awesome. But um, anyway, <clears throat> tangential. So for Songtober my my response was to write tunes but not just write the a lead sheet or write a melody which is totally cool in my opinion I think any any creation of any artwork where it's honest and original and has some sort of meaning even if the meaning is it has no meaning I think any sort of contribution is cool you know I don't I don't believe the magnitude uh, has to really weigh in the importance of it but me i set the bar to a, a to some stupid levels so during that first Tober run that i did i was like recording and producing engineering the whole thing on a daily basis so i'd be um trying to play like piano parts and like attempting guitar and bass stuff and if i had the time i'd run to my studio record drums they would sound awful and then run back you know and then mix everything um all before i had to go to work and eventually i got into this rhythm where it really it was just it was flowing so so well um i loved it i thought it was one of the best experiences that i have done for myself and that only came from like being being turned on to the Inktober thing, um, a longtime friend of mine, Paul Monroe, um, his Instagram is PM Brahms, as in uh, Brahma, the creator. Uh, he he's the guy that uh, turned me on to that, and you know that that idea of creating a discipline in a field which you love, which you have no problem diving into really just blew the doors wide open so last year i had done another songtober but i only did 18 or 19 i think i only did 19 releases because i was at the time like really kind of looking at like analytics and where things were on the soundcloud and the plays and what was garnering the most attention like launch times and releases and stuff like like average or median length. So I was kind of experimenting with a few things while trying to do the artistic creation as well. So I found that like it was starting to trail off because the first like three, four you know days of doing this, people were really like, wow, you're really doing it, you're putting it in. And I'd like to think that the songs were of a good quality. Now, a lot of the songs were not complete, even though they might've been complete productions. Some songs had no written melody or no lyrics to it or just some were kind of like wandering tunes which again is fine i mean for me it's fine but you know i I like doing it so I, i only released up to 18 or 19 of them because the the return on it got um got greatly diminished so i still kept doing it so i had a handful of like 10 11 more songs just in my bank and that kind of led to saying, Okay, I could take these tunes and put it into a new album. But um at the time my band was incredibly active. We were we were gigging a lot and each gig was like a new experience um, for us as far as like, you know, coalescing, getting together, learning the rhythms of each player and really just having a lot of fun with it. And we were still uh going over new tunes all the time uh then enter march and we are now in quarantine there's a lockdown everywhere and a lot of us in the musician community were like okay well it's you know we can kind of hone our craft we can start doing whatever it is for me it was pretty awesome because i'm like wow i have all this time i can realize and i can finish some of these tunes and the new tunes started taking a lot of shape and as i had mentioned before day gig then the night gig then you play the gig then you have the after gig and stuff like that and you know again uh don't feed me after midnight midnight don't get me don't put water on me no bright lights i was living this really really long running Kind of I style. think you need
1: to watch The Gremlins if you're going to make um, grem- Gremlin references so that way they can I, make sense.
0: I, I'm basing it off of what you said.
1: Yeah, you need to watch the movie. Anyway, back <laughs> I, to your story. I, I,
0: I will put it, I'll put it on my things to do, that's for sure. Um, I, I do hear it's a cult classic.
1: It's wonderful. Anyways <laughs>
0: <laughs> the most wonderful movie of the year. So the the lockdown, the quarantine, whatnot not only gave an opportunity for me to, you know, write tunes and practice and kind of do like some more regimented training, it gave me time to sleep. And Sammy, you and I were talking about that like back in March and April, how I'm starting to sleep more and you know instead of my usual two to three hours that i would get i was starting to get like five hours of sleep six hours of sleep entire evenings of sleep and during this time i started to have very vivid very like immersive dreams and i've been somebody that um has like lucid dreams often now that's probably from like being like a a gamer maybe not on the professional level not like MLG but being like you know a a pretty avid video game player and playing games when I got home which would be like 2 a.m 3 a.m and kind of just like doing that until I got tired so you know there's there's a correlation between like activity imagination whatnot and engagement and then trying to sleep so that was definitely what led to me having lucid dreams very frequently so you mix those two decades of that kind of sleep pattern uh, with now the option to not be running around all over the place not only was i dreaming i was having these crazy dreams where i had so much influence in real time on the dreams you know after a while and these dreams became sequential, like not like just episodic, but they were like, it was like a continuation of a story. Like every night or every dream I could remember was part of this big old story that was happening. And in, in the dreams, it was about somebody who could remember their past lives when they dream and they're trying to tell someone about it. And it, it went into like, you know, realms of like almost like everyday kind of life to realms of pure fantasy like Castlevania kind of stuff and things like you know like like lore and occult and just awesomely interesting stuff and it just became this thing where I'm like wow I need to put this into song I gotta write this down. So I started doing so and this album that that we've been working on has now been like an amalgamation of all these things so it's about these dreams and reincarnation and pre incarnation and meeting your old soul and meeting like we were talking about the idea of like twin flame and, and whatnot we about about escaping like the cycle of rebirth and finding purpose and Understanding what you know somebody might be doing for their lifetime is it for their lifetime to prepare for the next Is it for their lifetime because it's their last lifetime it's a it's a pretty large undertaking and this album is like uh, a real a real fusion kind of thing of like metal and and classical uh, like really when I say classical I mean like close to, like, early 20th century Impressionism and, like, late 19th. Uh, like, somewhere between there, like, romance kind of stuff, uh, there's moments of, like, like uh, again, like, R&B, there's moments of, like, straight-up hip-hop and whatnot, and this album is becoming a pretty huge thing. Uh, I am loving it. I had a great rehearsal with most of the band yesterday, Big shout out to those guys. Um, that is um, Mark, Mike, Maria, Chris, and what a great what a great rehearsal we had last also, night. Also,
1: the band is called Wanderer's Soul.
0: Oh yeah.
1: That would be some <laughs> useful information so people can go and like listen to it themselves.
0: Um. You know, I'm gonna put out some. I'm gonna put out some teaser tracks soon. We're working on an EP right now, which we're hoping to get out before the end of this year. It'll be like a four-track EP, maybe a five-track at the most. But some of these songs are very long. You know, some of them are very complex. So uh, the runtime on the album right now is over two hours. So it's, you know, what the kids would call a double-disc album. Uh, But it's a whole story. It's a concept thing. Uh, Special shout out to my man Christian because he's been integral in all of this. You know, we love Christian. We do. Uh, Hey, Christian. What up? What up? Uh, this, This album is going to be big. I mean, at least to me, it's going to be big. Hopefully, when people hear it, they just enjoy it. They can just say at the end of the day that Wanderer Soul wrote some music. It was cool. And... I wouldn't mind hearing it again and then that that's pretty much all I could ever ask for as long as people know it's honest forthcoming music that's really it Uh, so actually um, we're working on we're working on three albums at once kind of I know it's a pretty bad idea and that's where the
1: term extra comes in (laughs) wait a minute (laughs) well that's what you're saying like that's what makes you extra it's like not only are you working on one album, you're working on three. Like that's <laughs> intense.
0: Hey, to be fair, one of those albums is the one you wrote.
1: Well, I didn't really write. I just, I mean, I don't know. You just sent like music, from we were like, oh, just write some stuff about the tarot. And I was like, okay.
0: Just write some stuff. No, you, you're writing. You've been, you've written like five or six tunes, and the tunes are based around your lyrics. So. Yeah, it's just I'm poetry to...
1: it's not like it's, I don't know it it's good I'm excited <laughs> like I'm just saying like it was, I didn't like all I did was put some words to paper and it's about the tarot so it flow, it it flowed fairly easily
0: yeah it works really well uh, that's like a very 80s kind of new wave meets dark wave synth kind of um kind of effort what we're doing in there and you and I've already spoken about like a full album depicting certain like aspects of like the major arcana and the fool's journey itself so that is maybe a 2021 2022 kind of thing um the other album is more like an EP as well because that is just a, a collection of some of our tunes done acoustically and we have videos we're producing with it as well. Um, you know, the, the, there are some typical like collage, you know, kind of videos. Typical like you know, taking footage from past gigs and whatnot. Uh, but there are also videos of us in real time playing, and we've been recording remotely. So a lot of people have been doing it. It's really cool to see people are still waving the banner of their music, and they're still putting tunes out there, even. With like physically being distant, whatnot, and again, like a lot of this is just—it's just part of how things are right now. I feel like and, it's
1: interesting that people are still um, putting themselves out there, even when physically they cannot.
0: I think that's part of the artist nature. Oh, is, for sure. Yeah, like if you have something within you, if if there's an earnest belief a drive a love or something where you have to get it out to the world then it's going to happen like the the only job of an artist in in not just my opinion but my mentor uh dr tom Slavinger, he was saying that the artist's only real purpose real job is to share the art or to spread the art whether they charge for it whether they give it away for free, whether it's based on donation, whether it's just a matter of, you know, commissions, altruism, whatever it is you want to call it, as long as they're putting forth that artwork in any form, that's the only job of the artist. Because, you know, like the, uh, like the, the, the movie about um, Mozart and the movie uh, Amadeus, uh, the, he says, It does no good in your head, Wolfie. <laughs> you know?
1: I haven't seen that movie, but there is a wonderful Bob Dylan quote that oh, is yeah? Art is the perpetual motion of illusion. The highest purpose of art is to inspire. What else can you do? What else can you do for anyone but inspire them? And I feel like that even sums up to the fact that Inktober inspired you to start Songtober and it kind of catapulted into this and I think that it is true like art is to inspire you let it out and it inspires someone else once it's out of you you have no control over how someone's gonna respond to it or you know
0: right I'm tripping over my own
1: words now but no it's fascinating and I think there's a lot of truth and honesty to that and I think that's what makes us connect
0: well yeah I mean it's it's it, 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 it is a societal need Hell, for it's, connection. It's something as you know?
1: stupid as us talking about the gremlins. It's And I don't it, mean stupid. It is. Like, no,
0: I, no I, I totally follow you. I'm pretty sure anyone listening follows you on that as well. You know, but it is true. It's like we have to share the art. We have to do something to perpetuate. And if, and if you know, you got people like Bob Dylan, who's like one of the most influential artists of like... Yesteryear, as far as, you know, what he did to modern day, to what is being done because of him, you know, like, it makes sense. It we makes a lot of sense. have reality
1: TV, thanks to Bob Dylan. Really? Well, yeah, because, um... Oh, God, what was the movie called? It was one of my favorites in high school, too. Um, oh, the Don't The Truman look back. Show.
0: God oh, damn it. <laughs> and uh,
1: uh, it was... I wanna say his name was Penny Baker. He was the filmmaker of it. So the filmmaker just followed Bob Dylan around. He followed him around with the camera. There's no editing. I mean there's editing obviously, but Right. Yeah, D. A. Penny Baker. He had this idea just follow him around and film what happens. Like literally to be a fly on the wall in Bob Dylan's life. And back then that was revolutionary so they did it and like I highly recommend you watch it it made me the biggest Dylan fan uh, ever in high school you
0: know I've seen parts of that yes. that's from like the 60s or yes. 70s or something yeah yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know what year but I mean it was around the whole Woodstock thing um, I, I don't remember if it was before or after you'll have to let me know um, I
1: want to say it was before Because Woodstock was let's see.
0: That's 69
1: Yeah Woodstock was 69
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: This came um, out in 67
0: Oh right on Okay
1: But it was just right interesting on, right on, yeah. But we have things like uh, Like reality TV Because of that After that it became a thing We have documentaries about musicians Because of that Where it's not highly edited, it's not scripted. I mean, obviously, there's some that are scripted nowadays, everything.
0: Yeah, production nowadays is... There's a few lenses you have to peel back, you know. Um, Here's the thing. I know we were going to talk about, like, uh, October stuff and, you know, seasonal whatnot. But while we're on the topic, do you have any musician, like, bios or whatever, like... Docues or films or whatever that you recommend for anyone listening, or that you like particularly.
1: I mean, obviously, I'm going to recommend Don't Look Back. <laughs> right. But um, I'd also say uh, My Chemical Romance has one Life on the Murder Scene. I I know you used to be able to watch it on YouTube. That was phenomenal. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, Lady Gaga's uh, Five Foot Two. Oh and if you wanna cry you could watch the Amy one, Amy Winehouse one.
0: If you wanna cry. It's I really mean, it's worth watching. Yeah. It's
1: it's just her story is heartbreaking.
0: Yeah, yeah, there there's there's a lot of dirt there. Um for anyone who's unfamiliar with Amy Winehouse, she's not just what some people would say is a Typical musician or whatever that, you know, people so recklessly say these horrible things about people who, you know, who go through life and then it's ended shortly. You know, she's not some random, like, OD case like that. You know, um, there was real, there was real music going on there. Um,
1: There was a life there and I think a lot of people like to just write anything off as... Addiction or an OD, like you could say the same about Kurt Cobain, and Mm -hmm. Kurt Cobain is brilliant. Like his, he was way ahead of his time, especially in his journals. The way he talked about women's rights and fem, like having feminist views in the like early nineties, like it's like groundbreaking. Oh, and there's another documentary about um Kathleen Hanna, and I can't remember what it's called. I want to say it's called The Punk Singer. But it was mm-hmm. about her um, taking on Bikini Kill and starting the Riot Grrrl movement.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's some that's some pretty that's pretty important stuff, you know. Uh, as far as like me, um, you know, growing up as like a as like a metalhead and a jazz guy, the the ones that come to my mind is there's one uh, on Thelonious Monk uh, named Straight No Chaser which is one of his you know one of his compositions uh, straight comma no chaser as in like you know don't water it down and that's that, pretty cool yeah that's that's a really that's a really interesting look into someone and if you're into jazz uh, you've probably either heard it or know about it but that is that's a really that's a really interesting look because you know you're talking about old footage and like interviews with with Monk's family and Monk's friends and stuff like that and you know you're you're talking about like stuff that's not part of like what was you know overly or just easily viewable in his songs um but it's 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 pretty it's pretty cool you know it's an intimate look at at him because
1: you're getting the perspective of people who were around him
0: right right yeah you, like the people that would maybe demystify certain things you know um then you have the i have the other spectrum of the musician documentaries very very famously uh the metallica one called uh, some kind of monster that was polarizing for so many people so many people were like oh wow now i i like them more and so many like so many of the fans that were like you know the old metallica soldiers whatnot just turned their backs on them after watching it um that is a it's a polarizing one for sure uh and it was right around when saint anger came out and saint anger itself was a polarizing album so it's it's interesting you know i won't say too much about it uh you know there's for those of you who know you know for those of you who don't know get prepared to see a lot of a lot of the curtain pulled back from these at one time metal gods, you know? Or maybe I should say metal gods in general. Eh, I don't know. I'm not sure if I'm the authority on that.
1: You're the authority in your own world.
0: <laughs> Are you sure? In my own world, I get lost like... three quarters of the day.
1: I'm always you lost. Know? Hell, I'm not even there half the day.
0: <laughs> ah, again, we separate ourselves from the role in the operation back to catering, back to the buffet line. I really enjoyed that oatmeal. It was amazing, and the pumpkin spice did make it better.
1: Pumpkin spice makes life so much better.
0: (laughs) Uh, What are we at, we're at like 44 minutes, 45 minutes now?
1: 44 minutes and eight seconds.
0: Okay, Uh, I think it's about time for us to wrap up this episode of Cats and Caps, even though um, it was more like Mogwais and Pumpkin Spies so <laughs>
1: that sounds amazing <laughs> I like low-key want to start a band with that name even though I don't play any instruments
0: yeah but you write you write lyrics you write poetry and you know spoiler alert for those my first book you know,
1: Mogwais and Pumpkin Spies
0: actually sounds pretty fantastic <laughs> I'm not even gonna lie but uh, we have that poetry album coming out sometime in the near to slightly distant future so yes, we do. keep your eyes on that and as uh as just a, a little thing for those of you who don't know uh our sammy our wonderful and talented sammy uh does readings and you might want to check her out at bewitched by sammy why don't you tell us a little quick blurb about that
1: Oh, I just read Energy, let you know if you're on the right path or not. Um, you could check out my page, Bewitched by Sammy, and Sammy is S-A-M-I. Yeah, and you could always hit me up with questions about it. Um, yeah, that's really it. Nothing. Nothing too crazy.
0: <laughs> uh, we do have comments enabled uh, for... Uh On our anchor.fm page and you can also leave us voice memos so if you have questions for anything next week or if you have any comments on the previous episodes or this episode leave us a voice message or a voice memo it's right you can do it right on the page and if time allows which we probably can make it we can even include your voice memo in our podcast so again guys uh, I'm gonna go ahead and say it's about that time Uh, they're, they they turned the lights up. we got those GTFO lights going on. Uh, people around us are packing up. So, uh, thank Last you guys. Call. Last call for alcohol. The, um, the show will go on next week. And thank you all for listening. Again, my name is Kunal. I'm Sammy. And thank you for enjoying another episode of Cats and Cappuccinos.
1: Good night.